Hey listener, thank you for joining us. We're joined today by Cecilia, a talented creator and animator based in Canada. Her current comic, Lemon Soda and Coffee, is a heartwarming romance where the lead character, Axel, falls in love with a stranger he runs into in a street. And against all odds, serendipitously becomes her new neighbor. We discuss her foray into comics starting from growing up in Hungary to attending animation school in Canada, her regimented work style and its ramifications, positive and negative, and she shares some honest advice for up-and-coming comic creators. We really enjoyed getting to know Cecilia and hope you enjoyed too. Hi, Cecilia. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. And you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for joining us today. Why don't we start off by uh, having you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? So um, my name is Cecilia, the author of Lemon, Soda and Coffee. I was born in Hungary and I moved to Canada at the age of nine and I've lived here ever since. I have a degree in 2D animation and... Despite having tried to write stories many a times before this, Lemon, Soda, and Coffee is actually the very first published comic I have ever made. I mean, looking at it, it's incredible that this is your first story. I want to get really into Lemon, Soda, and Coffee and really dig into how you came up with it. But before that, how did you get into comics, animation, and just drawing overall? I've always been drawing ever since I was a little kid. It's one of the stories of the artist saying like, Oh, I've been drawing ever since I could hold a pencil. It's, it's the same thing. But I haven't started reading comics that early on. My earliest memory of reading comics was uh, when I was a kid in magazines. I had a, a magazine uh, about witch. It's like an Italian comic, and there's like a cartoon series also about it. Mm. But I personally didn't really read it because uh, I didn't have all the editions, so I didn't understand the story. I was mm. just filling out the quizzes and everything. And it was really around the time I got into high school that I started to read manga. And it's after that that not only did I start to be interested in comics, but also started drawing a lot more frequently. Like I used to draw before that, but it was after that that I almost every day just drawing and whatever. And so you said in high school you got into manga. What were some of the manga or anime that really influenced you or ones that you really loved reading when you were growing up so the very first one I ever picked up from my high school's library is one called his and her circumstances mm. it's very old uh, I think the anime is as old as I am <laughs> and it's one of those stories that looks really unassuming from the start in the end it turns out like the the story ends up really going to some really deeply rooted traumas of the characters. So I guess that influenced me a lot, even though I haven't read it in such a long time. Mm. But that was my very first experience of like, this is a story. It's not like a Garfield or uh, Asterix, Obelix. You know, it's not a, a more like a Western style of comics with just mm. more like about comedy <clears throat> and everything. So I got thrown into the deep end. Yeah, and you mentioned... Um lemon soda and coffee is something that can throw you into the into the deep end as well so you know after high school you decided to pursue a degree in 2d animation what made you say okay you know not only do i love comics reading manga i want to do 
something related to art and drawing with my career. What led you to take a step to pursue this as your college degree? So all throughout high school too, I was always like the art kid and like the teachers and everything. All my classmates would in the def by default art art person to go to. And I don't know, it was just a natural course of action. I actually had applied to do studio arts, like painting and stuff. And it was when my um, high school art teacher in like senior year that presented us all these other like artist, artistic opportunities where she was like, this is by the way, the college I went to. And like, mm. this is, this is what that, what there is in it. So I applied to both of the prog programs and I decided to go into the animation one instead. I, I always liked movies. And I mean, I watched anime all throughout high school. So like, I was familiar with a lot of animation and though I never have animated prior to that point, <laughs> I started animating in college. Wow. And you said you were in Hungary until you were nine. Uh, yes. Were there any comic anime cartoon influences from that period of your life or did a lot of it happen once you moved to Canada? Yeah, most of it is after I moved to Canada. Like a lot of my childhood cartoons that I watched were either American cartoons or a lot of like uh, European or Eastern European style of cartoons. So like a puppet animation mm. cartoons or um, like we had Hungarian folk tales, but as like stories that were animated, like a narrator telling the folk tale. So it wasn't really an influence for me. Like I, I remember fondly all of those things I used to watch, but they're not really directly related with what I am inspired by nowadays. So your art style is incredibly unique. It's very pretty. How did you come up with that art style? What do you think influenced it? Because it's interesting. Sometimes we talk to creators who grow up reading a lot of manga, watching a lot of anime, and their art style can be very Eastern influenced. Yours is more Western influenced, but it's it's a very unique thing. I wouldn't try and put it in a category. I think it would be doing it a little bit of injustice. So how did you arrive at your art style? Mm, so it was an incremental thing. Like I started by that one manga I talked about earlier, and then it basically my art style changed based on what I was reading. So I had a period where I would read Soul Eater and my style would look like Atsushi was <laughs> a little bit. Or, you know, all of these different phases of manga artists that I was reading, I would, in a, without even thinking, like, it wasn't a con conscious decision to draw a certain way. It was just like, that's what I'm going to do now. From yesterday I did this, today I'm going to do this. And it was just a buildup like that. And once I arrived to college, my teachers were like, well, uh, you should change your art style because we don't really want you to be drawing anime in animation school. So it was in that period of my life where I had to, I didn't want to have that comment again of being <laughs> like, oh, the, that you draw anime because it's kind of like a, uh, like in the arts, in animation school, it's like, don't do that. Mm. Um. Like at least in my my teachers would be like yeah try to do something different and also so it I don't remember fondly really those times because it was really uncertain trying to figure out how I can keep my inspiration but also make it more different enough so it doesn't it doesn't get labeled as like oh it's anime even though there's a whole lot of different anime styles it's just really silly to say that there's only one style of it they all mm -hmm. have their own quirks 
but yeah, it was working at studying in animation and then my student film that I have made graduating that I sort of like changed certain aspects of, I don't know how to explain it. It was really just a natural evolution through all the years and that's sort of trying to distance it from, from anime a little bit. So how did you, you studied animation, you finished that. How did you go from that to making comics? Ever since I've been reading manga and everything, I would write stories and draw. Um, but before that, I actually wanted to be a novel author. Like I wanted to write books and I have still a bunch of stories that I would have wanted to make into books and just never got further than a concept or the first chapter. And with my knowledge in from animation, combined with also just the real years of just trial and error of what looks good, it was just also just a natural thing that I would arrive to like, hey, now I know how to do posing properly to, so it looks good on the screen. How further away is it to put it on a page instead? How did you come up with the concept for Lemon Soda and Coffee as your first published work? Lemon Soda and Coffee original idea was to make something simple since it's the first one it was going to be more like gags or like one-off stories of these characters but yeah it didn't happen that way <laughs> I ended up just slowly changing it like I didn't exactly know where I was going in those couple of first episodes it was really an incremental um evolution of the story where I was like hey I can put this in I can put that in this is more interesting than what I thought about before I'm gonna do that instead when you started did you have just the characters and you're like it's going to be like single episodes you walk away with something at the end of the episode and it evolved into this larger story is that sort of how it happened by the time I started posting I had a little idea of maybe wanting to do something more complex but yeah it was really just the characters mostly the characters that I had so what's your weekly process like I saw in one of your videos I think this is maybe your uh, most recent one you're like if I showed you like the end-to-end screen recording that I have it would be 22 hours which I was like oh my gosh that's incredible 22 hours of work uh so what does your weekly schedule look like for you to get these episodes up so for that one, when that video was about illustration, illustrations, like one single drawing takes me like a long time, depending mm-hmm. on the complexity of it. For episodes, I usually start off, uh, lately I've been a little bit more tired, so I had difficulties writing with my, writing my scripts, but I have a Word document with like what's going to happen, like describing what the characters are feeling and what they're going to do. Like uh, May says this, Excel answers that, you know, it's like a, I have my outline for the episode and yeah. then I make um, like thumbnails on a larger uh, canvas where like, I draw in like really simple sketches of like, this is roughly how they're going to be placed in the, in the page. And then I transfer them onto like a, like a long webtoon canvas and whatever and do draw the panels like that. Lately, I've been working a lot with 
3D models in order to save some time and not be so exhausted by the end of the week. So I have my 3D models and I trace right over them with the line art, not with an, I don't sketch. There's very rarely that if it, if it's a, if I have a very close up shot or just like a cute mini versions of the characters, that's when I'll draw over them. But otherwise a lot of it is 3D models posed because it, it's just really tiring to work. So this is the only way I could find to make it easier. And then I do all, all of the flat colors and all of the, all the effects and everything. And the last thing that I do is put in all the word bubbles and everything. And that's where I can uh, make typos, which um, has happened a couple of weeks ago. I forgot a verb in one of the word bubbles and it was, it was really sad about it. <laughs> so what is your favorite part, you know, in this long process that, that it takes to publish a single episode? I'd say maybe the scripting process and the sketching of it, the very first rough sketch. Yeah. But because the rest is like more just kind of, it, it's sometimes really tedious, especially when you just go through all the flat colors. And when I decide to like, hey, I'm going to put patterns on their clothes. It's like, oh, no, I have to do that on every panel that that piece of cloth will appear and what about like the it seems like the hardest part is just the tedious execution of bringing those panels to life the coloring line art stuff like that yeah that's that's just very long as much as I enjoy working on it it's sometimes just that's the part that makes me the most exhausted so you started this early 2020 and you've basically st stuck to the schedule of publishing every week which is an incredible achievement what has been your keys to making that happen, to delivering this comic consistently, which has then led to this huge audience that enjoys your webtoon? Um, I don't know. I, I had graduated uh, animation school in 2019, and I had had a little bit of animation work after graduating, but I just really wanted to make a story. And I was like, if I don't do it now then I'll be thinking about doing it so it was just like we'll try and in the end I never actually got like any animation work between that time so I was like well um, I'm gonna do this then I guess and it was a big bargain really to start and I'm surprised we're we're here I didn't ex I didn't really expect all of this uh, and it's kind of daunting sometimes to see like just how many people actually read it. It's like, it. I'm a fundamentally very nervous person. So it's just really surprising to me that we're, we're here. So now you have, you know, 100,000 readers. When you put your first episode up, what did you kind of expect or what did you think would happen because you know this is obviously like it's a huge success um people love what you do so what was your expectation when you first put this out I didn't really have any expectations it was just like okay now it's out in the ether somebody may or may not read it one day <laughs> and here we are almost 150,000 subscribers one other question I had about the story is what, how did you come up with Axel, May, and Milo as the main uh, characters? Like, how did you decide at, you know, a romance heartwarming story where, you know, one of the characters is a single mom? The very first character I think I designed was uh, May, 
I think. I, I sometimes a little bit fuzzy. I don't have a super big, good recollection of this. But um, I really just wanted to make this just one-off drawing of a mom with a little kid. And it just sort of um, happened that I ended up being like, hey, that would be a good idea to use in a story, these characters. Mm. And Axel was a character I've kind of sort of had with me for a couple of years. Like, it's a character that I would have used in a different story. He was, um, like, the very first iteration of Axel would have been in a novel I was right, I would not wanted to write. And he was in diff- he had a different name and he had a he was younger in the story. He was a college kid or whatever, I think. Um I don't know, it's just he was his both his looks really and not his personality was a little bit different because I was not sure if I wanted to what kind of person I wanted to give him in this particular version. But uh, he was a character that I I wanted to put somewhere at some point. And uh, he ended up being used as the main character for lemon soda and coffee. In your stories, you are not afraid to talk about, you know, really tough things, you know, mental health, emotional trauma from the past. You know, you mentioned earlier, when you first started with the concept, maybe you didn't know where you wanted to go. But as time went on, you had a sense of what the story was about. What made you include these tougher themes uh, into the story? I, I have a big respect to a story that is able to make me cry I mean I, I I cry very easily so it's not really a big uh, achievement any but uh, you know I started posting lemon Swan and coffee in 2020 everyone's kind of closed in I didn't really yeah. have much of a reason or a way to go out and I think my own mental health might have influenced me wanting to tell a larger story than just a simple slice of life romance I don't they never made the con- conscious decision to like okay I'm gonna start uh talking about how Axel is actually a really like he has he's a really really anxious person or his trauma and everything it wasn't like I they didn't decide it it was just something I ended up writing without really thinking thinking much about it because I was also kind of working in the in my bedroom all this time so it just felt like a natural extension of the story it seems yeah yeah I mean that authenticity it just completely comes through um there have been some very emotional scenes for me as well so credit to you and I think most importantly your readers we'll get into some fan questions later um I'm sure you see in the comments how much your readers love you. So thank you so much for telling your story. Uh, Before we get into some fan questions, though, what were the biggest things that you've learned now that you've been doing this for over two years? One of the things that I've learned is that in order to be able to tell any kind of story, at least uh, as far as I'm concerned, I need to completely detach myself from... um, reading or like in my own free time I don't read a lot of other things because I'm just so very tired so I just need a moment to feel where I'm doing something completely different from sitting in front of my computer and drawing which is has been I've been doing that quite a lot and so one of the things that I've learned is that you need 
to be able to do something other than um, work. I'm a, I'm kind of a workaholic. So for me, it's, it's difficult for me to do that. I, I, if I don't work, I feel like I'm being useless kind of. So um, ever since the start of season three, I've been making, a, I've made a point of like, okay, this is the weekend. I will be doing something else. <laughs> I will go outside. I live in Canada. So like it was winter for most of that part, but now that it's sunny, I will go outside. I will play games. I will do whatever other than work. It's it can be really difficult for some folks to take a step away and you know making a comic is very draining you know physically uh, mentally so what have the been the things that you've done that's helped you recharge what are the things that you enjoy to do outside uh making your comic yeah like i said i i play a lot of games like i, I have stardew valley that i play or just you know uh, other things <laughs> simple little games nothing super complicated because i'm not really good at it but uh, either but it's really most the games actually not that i <laughs> think about it most more it's I'm, I'm a big game fan too it, it completely erases any issue i have in my mind so i i get it are you ready to dive into a few uh fan questions we got a, we got some great uh responses from your fans so first one if lemons, this is from Mahek. If lemon soda and coffee were to finish, would you still continue making webtoons? If so, uh, what's the next webtoon you would make? And they also added, "Thank you. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day." Aww, thank <laughs> you. You too, uh, Mahek. So yeah, I would want to continue writing as much as I, if I, uh, as much as I, I can. Um, I don't know i have a couple of ideas of stuff i'd want to do but um i really will only have time to think about it once lemon soda and coffee comes to closer towards uh, its end because i have like a couple of ideas probably still in the romance genre and with the but i might want to do a story that's a little bit more focused and maybe a bit shorter so like the, the, the story is a little bit more well structured <laughs> so Yes, I'd like to continue writing webtoons or comics or or maybe books. I, I don't know that yet. Uh, it would probably be a romance, but beyond that, I'm not totally sure. Uh, this next one is from Ore Kizu. Why did you make Milo so cute? <laughs> because I wanted to make him cute. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know I like drawing kids and just you know kids in general I personally am pretty I don't know I have a lot of siblings and everything so uh, for me it's it's just I don't know for Milo I just wanted to make him cute I don't have a big reason for that the next question is from Ashley Ann Richmond do you have any tips for drawing characters over and over it's a difficult question to answer I would say that the way I have decided to draw May and Axel is that I was going for like a silhouette that even if I don't draw them very precisely they'll still be recognized like his hair doesn't make sense his hair looks uh, kind of silly actually <laughs> but uh, he has a silhouette that's recognizable so for drawing a character over and over 
I, I don't know. I've been drawing these characters for so long that it's just natural for me, like even without a guide and everything. So uh, I I don't know. Like the best I can say is to have like a, a recognizable silhouette, but that's not really a cure all answer to anything. I think it's very hard to give a, a tip for that one for sure. And then our final fan question from All Maria Spring. Hi, I'd like to ask, made by Cecilia, which character she relates to the most? It's definitely Axel. He's the he's the one that basically the story is the story is told through his eyes. So I don't know. He's the one character that I end up thinking about the most too. So I definitely relate to him a lot. I mean, the most in the whole story. I have a few questions around just supporting yourself as a comic artist. Uh, we've talked to a lot of different uh, comic artists about how they make money to support what they do. What have been the things that you've done uh, to successfully support yourself? What has worked best for you? A lot of for lemon soda and coffee, uh, it's um, the viewer ad revenue like uh, that goes on for that. As especially ever since being able to put the video ads on them. I, I, I feel, I always felt really bad for putting those ads in front of the episodes, but that like really does uh, make a difference. And one of the things that Lemon Swing Coffee also benefited from was the creator rewards program that um, after a certain amount of views gets you like a, like a certain amount of um, money for uh, that number of views i I'm forget exactly what the things are and i i have a my patreon also that i get money and uh that's i, I now have a store but that's not exactly the i'm not super on top of that one uh currently because i haven't been able to post to design more more um mm. uh like stickers and everything but um this is what i've I, I, I have as far as um revenue streams if i that's uh, that's what i can remember and in terms of patreon uh you have a big patreon community so what has worked well for your uh, patreon what have people signed up for uh and how do you keep that community engaged mm, definitely I, I would want to be more active on my Patreon, actually, but um, I've done illustrations and like the two things that work for my Patreon the best were like the um, basic one where I have the illustrations and where I the other one where I post early access um, chapters for Lemon, Sun and Coffee, but uh, that had I recently changed that, um, but uh, yeah, those for me worked quite well. And you launched a Discord recently as well. What has it been like for you to have another space where you can talk to your uh, uh, readers? Um, it's been nice. We, it's not like the most like I wouldn't say that we're we talk every day on on the Discord, but it's just a nice little chat with all these people and like some of the we have. Uh, um uh some people we have like a little bit of we do D, &D a little bit so so we, yeah. 
it wasn't really originally what I made the Discord for. Just sort of happened. Um, but yeah, it was. It's just really. It's just nice to, to you know, chat with people. I, I don't know. It, it's been nice. And in terms of your future, what what do you have in store for you? What are the different things that you want to do? I definitely want to continue writing stories. Um, um, I don't know. For now, I'm doing lemon. I'm writing lemon sweet and coffee and everything. So, right now, that's that's going to be my reality for for the foreseeable future. Do you <laughs> but, have a uh, sense of how long uh, the story will take? And maybe that gets into spoiler territory, and we don't want to say anything. <laughs> Um, no, I don't know exactly how long it will be. That's good. Cause if you said like six months, I'd be like, okay, that's a problem. But if you, <laughs> if you don't know, I actually feel a little better. It means that we have a bit more we can enjoy. Uh, before we go to our rapid fire round, what advice would you give to a, a young creator? Don't do what I did. Don't just start being like, <laughs> let's see, that's the, don't just start being like, I'm going to post <laughs> my story and uh, hope it works out because I got super lucky and I'm surprised it's like that. So it's like, don't think that this is the only thing that you might, you maybe should be doing. Like I, like I said, I, it was extremely lucky for me to even ha to have all the, 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 these people who enjoy reading my stories so it's like i love i love how we're talking to you we, you know we spent most of the pod talking about how good the story was how successful you are and you're like don't do what i did <laughs> like this may not be the right path no what i mean is like just because i managed to i'm not i don't, I don't know how to, how to explain it but there's a lot of stories on the webtoon it's a huge website and i got extremely lucky to get where I am so okay I'm gonna reformulate my answer <laughs> try to do what I did but like I said I didn't go into it with expectations it's very lucky that lemon sweat and coffee got the audience that it has today I feel like a lot of people even including me um when you start posting it's like oh it's going to get an audience but it doesn't necessarily mean that it will happen exactly like that because of just how many comics are out there i'm not saying there's no it's not about competition or anything it's just a lucky shot in a sense yeah. i encourage anyone to draw and do what you want but this is really quite difficult to do and it's it's not something that's good for everyone like even i've um had some really rough patches and everything so it's it's draining to be working all alone in your room for uh i used to work six uh, six days a week now i'm i finish an episode in four days so for me who's you said disciplined earlier but it's uh i, I guess that's what it is it's not something that is necessarily good for your mental health to be doing mm. this. It's not a, it's just really, really hard on, on, on you to, to do this. Yeah. I mean, I think there's something like tens of thousands of webtoons. First of all, Cecilia, I appreciate your honesty, appreciate your humility. And if I could pay some compliments your way, um, like you said, there is luck involved. 
but if you look at the story, you look at the art, um, there's a reason why it's done so well and that you definitely deserve uh, the position that you're in. Uh, and I'm grateful that you're able to come here and share a little bit of your story because while there is some luck, uh, I want to give you a lot of credit for what you've done because at the very least, I have enjoyed your story and I know there's you know, a lot of people that agree with me. So uh, yeah, appreciate you uh, sharing your advice. I hope it, it helps. I, I, I don't want to be too negative about it because <laughs> I would be a very, very big hypocrite also if I started being, okay, I did say don't do what I did, but you know, <laughs> I'm a hypocrite a little, I guess. <laughs> Are you ready to close things out with our rapid fire questions? Sure. What three webtoons would you take with you on a desert island? There's only a couple of few webtoons that I um, I read because in my free time I try to do a lot of other things. So the the ones that I do read are like the uh, the, the like the short a couple of panel. Um, stories or something like so like the the couple ones that i read are like uh uh mondo mongo's like the his his the little slice of like like a, his life comics or whatever uh mm. i read uh amoy moy's um Mekar. i don't know exactly i don't know how to say the title <laughs> i read like i forget pet fooleries like the little comics with the little cat and the the big dog Mm. or like the trash mermaid that i also read so i read like these uh, like verse feel good little stories if you could pick any creator it can be webtoon manga anime uh which creator would you want to have dinner with maybe i would want to meet the author of the very first manga that i've read masami tsuda but uh we probably wouldn't be able to talk to each other. So I don't know. I don't <laughs> we'll bring a translator. That's that's part of the, the fictional scenario. I don't so know. I, good. I would just be, you know, thanking her and asking her about that story because uh, lately I've been thinking about it more and I, it's something, I eventually I want to get all the tomes for myself to have it on my shelf and everything. But uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe her. What's your favorite scene from any manga or webtoon that stuns you visually? Visually, definitely the author of Daytime Shooting Star uh, and uh, Yamamori Mika. I love her art style and everything like this, the characters and the hair, that the way she draws it on the characters and everything. So it's all of the panels they just feel so not exactly necessarily for the time shooting sorry all the other like so stories that she also she did that was made but um i love her um art style and everything so i don't have the specific scene in mind but i just i love how soft the characters look and then final question if you could hang out with any fictional character who would it be i would probably want to meet a character from soul eater i it had a really big face so i mean so maybe like a, a maca or soul from soul <laughs> i just want to i don't have anything to tell them i just want to hang out because it's really cool well cecilia thanks for joining us today listener please check out lemon soda and coffee if you haven't already you can uh, find cecilia made by cecilia on twitter and instagram there's a card there so you can you know check out cecilia's website go to the discord and find all sorts of goodies in there but Cecilia, thank you so much for your honesty, your candor, your humility, and for joining us today. 
uh, happy to have been a guest here. Thank you for joining us today. If you have any feedback or want to be featured as our next guest, please write to us at pixelsandpanelspod at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe, like, or give us a five-star rating. See you all next week.